Hello and welcome to the Flourishing Teacher Podcast. I am your host, Paige Tan, a life and mindset coach for teachers and a dedicated high school teacher too. As a coach, I help and support teachers to understand and shift their mindsets to avoid burnout, all while achieving balance and learning how to truly love themselves. After facing burnout five years into my teaching career, I embarked on my journey of self-discovery and consciously chose to see myself as a human being first and a teacher second. Living a mindful and balanced life is absolutely possible for us, despite what the statistics say. So, are you ready to ditch the burnout and start living your life in abundance and flow? And more importantly, are you ready to flourish? Hey legends, this is episode 6 of The Flourishing Teacher. In this episode, I'm going to be talking all about self-care, what it is, why it's important for us as teachers to prioritise it, and how to actually take that step to prioritise it in your life. As we know, teaching can be a really intense job, and for so many teachers, Their identities as a teacher is all that they know. Over the years in speaking to numerous teachers, I found that many teachers worry that taking care of themselves can lead to self-absorption. Self-care is certainly not selfish though. In fact, practicing self-care can be in the best interest of not just you, but also the people around you, whether it's your students, your colleagues, your family or your friends. To me, self-care is all about taking care of your health and making sure that you have everything you need to flourish as a teacher. Without taking care of yourself, you won't have the energy to help your students. And I love to always link this back to that analogy of putting your oxygen mask on first before helping someone else with theirs in a flight emergency. Self-care can keep you at the top of your game and ready to handle the challenges that can come up day to day in your life as a busy teacher as well. So to kick things off here in this episode, what actually is self-care? Self-care is such a crucial component of our mental health, but there are so many misconceptions about what it actually is. It is so common for educators to dismiss the self-care movement as selfish or superficial. But for teachers, self-care is so much more than breakfast in bed or treating yourself to a spa day. It's about taking care of your health so that you're prepared to be the best teacher that you can be for yourself and your students, and to also be the best human that you can be for all the people around you outside of school. The definition of self-care is any action that you use to improve your health and well-being. In other words, self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual health. It sure sounds like a simple concept in theory, but it is something that we so very often overlook in our day-to-day lives. Self-care has been proven to help improve our moods and to also reduce anxiety. 
So ideally, a healthy self-care strategy should include an activity that addresses each of these factors every day. That way you can make sure that every element of your overall health and well-being is taken care of. Self-care activities do not necessarily need to be large-scale habits. They can start really small. It could literally start from packing yourself a healthy lunch every day. Or on the other end, it could be waking up early every day to do a mindfulness meditation before the school day starts. But what's important to know is that you can absolutely start small. Self-care is so far from being a selfish act. It's not just about considering what we need. It is so much more than that. It's about knowing what we need to do in order to take care of ourselves so that we can then keep our cups filled and take care of others in our lives. It is a very proactive strategy, really, when you implement self-care strategies and habits. It's really trying to put things in place to prevent the burnout, the fatigue and the negative things that could come in the long term for us. Self-care is really the foundation of living a balanced life. So in my many conversations with fellow teachers and educators, the one question that tends to come up is, where do you even start when it comes to self-care? So here are my three tips to implement self-care practices in your own life. First one, Start small because you will find your own rhythm and routine over time. You will also find what forms of self-care work for you and what don't. Don't be too hard on yourself at all, especially if you are just starting out. Tip number two, you must actively plan for self-care. It is not just something that happens. It is a conscious and active choice that you need to make. So you can start with scheduling one self-care activity a week, if that helps. Write it down in your planner or put it into your calendar. And don't be afraid to let someone close to you know about your plans so that there's an extra element of accountability there. Third tip. Don't stress if it takes you a while to find what works for you and what doesn't. Experiment, see what sits well with you and never ever feel the need to compare your own self-care to someone else's. So the following are also a couple of questions and tips and prompts that I am going to give you to start thinking about your self-care practice. So as I mentioned earlier in this episode, there are five well-being areas that benefit from self-care. So these five areas, namely being your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your social health, and your spiritual health. So those are the five main areas that I'm going to dissect here. So let's start with the first well-being area, the physical one. 
We know that there is such a strong connection between our body and our minds. So when we care for our bodies, we think and feel better too. And physical self-care includes how you're fueling your body, how much sleep you're getting, how much physical activity you are doing, and how well you're caring for your physical needs. So ask yourself these following questions if you are focusing on your physical well-being today. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you taking charge of your health? And are you getting enough movement and exercise? Second well-being area is our mental well-being. The way that you think and the things that you're filling your mind with greatly influence your mental well-being. And mental self-care involves doing things that help us stay mentally healthy. So for me, self-compassion has been something that I have been trying to consistently implement this year to maintain a healthier inner conversation and dialogue with myself especially as we've been in and out of lockdown so often. So some prompting questions for you here, for your mental well-being. Are you spending time on activities that mentally stimulate you? And are you consciously working on building a healthy mind? Area number three, emotional well-being. It is crucial to have healthy coping skills to deal with all the emotions that come our way through our lifetime. And emotional self-care includes activities that help you acknowledge and express your feelings on a regular basis. This could be in the form of writing in a journal or talking to a partner or a close friend about how you're feeling. So here are your guiding questions. Do you have healthy ways to process your emotions? And do you incorporate activities into your life that help you recharge? Area number four, our social well-being. Close connections are so important to our well-being. And the best way to cultivate and maintain close relationships is to put time and energy into building your relationships with others. It is so important to figure out what your social needs are and to build enough time into your schedule to create an optimal social life. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, social well-being is an area that needs to be fed. So ask yourself, are you getting enough time with your loved ones? And what are you doing to nurture your relationships today? And the fifth and final well-being area that I'm gonna speak about today is the spiritual well-being. And this can involve anything that helps you develop a deeper sense of meaning, understanding, or connection with the universe. For me personally, yoga and meditation have been two things that have helped develop my spiritual well-being greatly. So your questions here. Are you you engaging in spiritual practices that you find fulfilling? What questions are you asking yourself about your life? And are you spending time connecting with your inner self?
So there you go, the five main areas that benefit from a self-care practice. So if you are interested in developing your own self-care practice and would like some self-care ideas that you can implement, please feel free to download my free The Flourishing Teacher's Self-Care Guide, which I will link in the show notes for this episode. If you would like to take this one step further and get personalized individual support by working with a coach, I've got a number of one-on-one coaching spots available in the form of my 90-minute power sessions or a three-month coaching series. I am also going to be launching my signature group coaching program very soon. And if this is something that you are interested in, in having a group of superhero teachers who can support you in your well-being journey, I would love for you to join the waitlist to be the first to know when the program launches. All links are going to be included in the show notes for your reference. Thank you as always for being here and listening to these episodes. It is such an honor and I absolutely love being alongside you on your own wellness path.